Nation thereof. The phone number, 1-800-439-5732. Have a great afternoon. Stay tuned for Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money. Every Friday, happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture. The shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is Tuesday, December the 4th, 2012. Oh my God, tomorrow is the first day of my 80th year. I just wanted everyone to know that, yes. Ah, I've passed the age when I ignore my birthday. I will be 79 tomorrow. Thus, I begin the 80th, the 80th year of my existence on this earth. I tried to think it over, and all in all, I think I can say it has been worth knowing Earth. I mean, human existence. Uh, I wouldn't want to have missed it. Um, uh, that is to say, I think or I feel it is better to be than not to be. So far... Mark Twain thought it was the other way around. He thought you were better off never being born anyway. Um, this morning I heard the news and I couldn't help but be intrigued because another being, another baby is coming into existence over in the UK. Kate Middleton, the wife of William, uh, she's pregnant, 12 weeks, a poor dear. She's so sick they had to put her in the hospital. Oh, the stress, the strain on these young women. A new royal child. That's better for the uh, uh, pundits, the news people. Uh, let's see. Third in line to be a monarch. Um, a head of state, not head of government. You remember Sarah Palin got that mixed up. She thought the queen was the... Uh, head of the government, and they had to explain to her that, no, uh, uh, the prime minister is the head of government in England. Uh, being head of state is pretty much, uh, what do we call that? It's kind of like kabuki theater. You get dressed up and, and uh, uh, go around on a horse. Anyway, she or he, this child, will be the head of state uh, for 15 nations. Now, there's a new law. Uh, doesn't matter whether she is a boy or a girl, she will rule. 
first child will rule. That's something very new. It used to be if you had a brother, younger or older, that was it. Boys first. Uh, I'm thinking, let's see now, uh, when Elizabeth II dies, I believe she's in her late 80s now, her son Charles will become uh, head of state in England. When Charles dies, uh, his son William, Diana's son, will become the king of England. I looked up Diana last night and <laughs> I thought, well, I wonder what she'd feel now that she's going to become a grandmother, uh, now that there's this new child. Uh, if she is a girl, I'm going to write a postcard and send it off to Kate and William. I think the proper name might be Victoria Anne Elizabeth Mary. Now, that's five queens of England, Elizabeth I and II. Right, Victoria, she ruled the second half of the 20th century. And then Mary, Mary was... Um, that uh, ferocious Catholic who ruled just before Elizabeth I. They called her Bloody Mary because she had a habit of burning all the Protestants. Um, I forget uh, what Anne was all about. She came in there somewhere in the 18th century. Wonderful shows for Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> Margaret Tyzak played Queen Anne. All I ever think of is things like Queen Anne's lace, uh, very ladylike. Never mind, I just thought it was a nice day for trivia, things being so grim. I thought it would be more fun just to talk about things like the British royals. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of like old Hollywood movies. They're, they're a retreat, uh, something, something uh, to take my mind off reality. Uh, now, reality is all about money, as you know, and we're supposed to raise money today. And so I grabbed a book of mine and I thought, well, I would try to persuade some people in our KPFA audience to subscribe to the station for $60 and get a copy of my book. The book I picked today is called Mind Over Media, written a while back, it's all about, well, mostly it's all about movies. What does it say? Uh, talks about my stuff, my writing in Mother Jones' Wormwood Review. Talks about my other books, Stone's Throw, Telegraph Avenue, then another memoir over by the caves. All that stuff I'll be taking with me to the KPFA Holiday Crafts Fair this coming weekend. Uh, I even have reviews of a book about Alfred Hitchcock. That's the latest movie. I think it's awful. I just loathe Alfred Hitchcock. But you don't win many pals uh, these days. I think people still think Alfred Hitchcock was a great, uh, a great filmmaker. That may be. I just thought he was pretty dreadful. Anyway, uh, I'll bring all my books and a handful of articles stuff that I think might still be sort of interesting. Uh, I'm one of those people who thinks that uh, 
culture, yes, culture, culture. I'm a culture vulture. I think that the culture can uh, change things, that aesthetics has a lot to do with ethics. You can, what is the word, enlighten people. If we send all these killers off to dance school, <laughs> maybe, maybe they will improve. Uh, last week, I started reading the, uh, what is that, uh, the first essay in my book, Mind Over Media, because I thought that that would be a good introduction. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here about why contemporary criticism isn't working very well. Uh, mostly, you know, we get these reviews that tell you the movies are too long or too short or too fat or too thin. You know, that doesn't really give us any information about whether the arts are progressive. Um, Brecht used to say that art was like a hammer. You had to hit people over the head with it. And some of the other critics said that it had to be a little more subtle than that. I don't know. I I kind of think it's about choices. Uh, you know, how many images of violence do children see before they're six, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I keep thinking in, in my great age uh, whether or not the, let's call it the excessive sentimentality that, uh, uh, well, let's Let's say it soaked the movies of my childhood. I don't know. Uh, they certainly didn't. Uh, they certainly didn't imprint my little mind. But uh, they. What is it? They took the place of the images that we see today. Uh, what is it? They. They didn't exactly teach. It's just that if you were going to tell a story, you took the time. To think about the feelings it would arouse. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and images of Rambo uh, and Ronald Reagan. Uh, those things, well, I do think it has something to do with who we are. Uh, let's see. Let's look at that essay again. Uh, no, first one little bit. Back in 1923, D.H. Lawrence wrote, uh, he wrote this wonderful book called Studies in Classic American Literature. He wrote, art speech is the only truth, an artist is usually a damned liar. But uh, his art, if it be art, will tell you the truth of his day. That's all that matters. Away with eternal truth, truth lives from day to day. The marvelous Plato of yesterday is chiefly Bosch today. I buy that, yes. Uh, in my introduction, I go on and on about Matthew Arnold and George Bernard Shaw and all these guys. Uh, you know, they, they're pretty much either the, uh, kind of people who believe that, uh, what is it that beauty is truth and truth beauty, uh, that, uh, we should teach all that is the best, the best and the brightest. Sweetness and light is what Matthew Arnold called it. My mother used to smirk. Uh, I kind of think that the, the books and plays that teach us to think are the best ones. Uh, anyway, I tried to zero in on the zeitgeist. Uh, 
Let me read to you just one or two paragraphs from this essay, Notes of a Renaissance Romantic, and then I have to be a, a hard-nosed saleswoman and ask you for money, money, money. Notes of a Renaissance Romantic. Right. My mother almost never went to the movies. When she did, she mostly sat in the lobby and smoked cigarettes. This goes on to talk about <clears throat> the fact that when the movie scared me half to death, it was gone with the wind and they were about to cut off this soldier's leg and I'd never seen such a thing in a film scared me half to death and I went running out to the lobby to get my mother and uh, the lady in the lobby, the one who sold the tickets, told me mother was in the bar around the corner so I went back to watch the movie I wanted movies even more than my mother. Yes, now my mother was born in 1902, which made her a year younger than Zelda Fitzgerald. She tried to make up for that by living a little faster. For mother, movies were a waste of life. For me, they were a mystery religion. By the time I was seven, I was already a terminal romantic. It was 1940. I was a Celtic fundamentalist looking for something to worship. Like any primitive, I began with the trees and the toads. I had druid determination. I set up altars, made blood sacrifices. I set up little stone birds in backyard shrines. I poured libations on the graves of my dead pets. <laughs> I used this soda pop we call Delaware Punch. My exposure to modern Christianity was nil, although, of course, Christianity permeated the culture. Ecstasy, my ecstasy, came in the ancient ways. I was a pure pagan. I thought art and religion were just about the same. Uh, it's what we call magic. It was in the picture palace that I had my first stained glass experience. My Saturday afternoon pilgrimage to that dark, cavernous theater in La Jolla. That was my rite of passage into the dream. I, I thought that that theater was a sacred grotto. The mysteries of the great goddess were revealed in Cecil B. DeMille's Cleopatra, made in 1934. I had no idea that Claudette Colbert was as wrong for, for uh, uh, Cleopatra as Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, you remember Elizabeth Taylor, Hollywood's Jewish mother. To me, Cleopatra was a revelation. Uh, the world-weary sighs that sad motherly ache with which she first took Anthony into her arms. Uh, here was a woman who made love in public, proof absolute that queens were not necessarily Victorian, that power and sexuality had once belonged to the great, the archaic women. Now, not long after that, I was about ten, I began to talk to an old woman I met on the beach. 
She told me all about the rites of Isis and Ishtar, and all about Kali and Lilith, the first woman, right? She told me that the first priests were women, and that these women celebrated the Eleusinian mysteries of life, right? Yes. <laughs> I thought she was talking about that song Jeanette MacDonald used to sing. Oh, sweet mystery of life. She said, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was part of it. She said the women were the wise ones called Wicca, and that it was their duty to teach the men. They did this by using something called glamour, spelled with a U, G-L-A-M-O-U-R, glamour, glamour, to cast spells, to bewitch and enchant. Now, I knew she was right about this because I had seen how the actress Elisa Landy converted Frederick March to Christianity. Uh, he was playing a Roman soldier in The Sign of the Cross. And then in another picture, yes, she seduced and civilized Victor Mature, that brutish caveman in one million B.C., the first one in the 40s, not the Raquel Wells picture. Anyway, as I came into puberty, I was excited by the lives of the great Trollops. There was Linda Darnell in Forever Amber, Paulette Goddard in Diary of a Chambermaid. Wow, I could see that these female tramps had more adventures than the wives. I also began to see some of the absurd and ridiculous aspects of sex. There were actresses who objectified themselves, uh, standing outside their characters, commenting in the manner of restoration comedy. You know, Mae West in My Little Chickadee, the best man isn't good enough for the worst woman, she said. Tallulah Bankhead as Catherine the Great. Whatever you do, darling, don't call me Mother Russia. The liberating effects of these flashes of humor were crushed by the sadomasochism of Rita Hayworth in Gilda, 1946. I brought both my best friends to watch Rita do her sizzling striptease. We talked about it for days. The archetypal sex symbol of the 1940s, uh, Rita Hayworth personified the fatal lure of woman with a capital W. Her malevolent husband, George McCready, at his sinister best, and Glenn Ford, her lover, they literally drank disaster to the wench, that's a quote. <laughs> what my friends and I had trouble understanding was why, if this wench was so dangerous, she was the one getting slapped around. At 13, we were utterly confused. I was terrified, but it turned us on. Looking back, now I understand that romanticism is a lie about life. But not about art, even bad art. And now we come to Duel in the Sun, and I see here I am joined by 
Veronica Faison, who has come in here with a list. Whether you want to be or not, Jennifer. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I just I, I kept meaning to read this essay, and of course I've only just got started. This is the first essay in the book I'm offering. It's excellent. Well, it's a fun essay about how, you know, how we uh, imprint our children with these images up on the screen, and I mean imprint. Right, so it'll just be a cliffhanger, and if you really need to know, and I think you do, what happens next, I think you should get the book. Oh, yeah. And for a donation of $60, you get Mine Over Media by Jennifer Stone. Jennifer, are these autographed copies? Of course. Just I wanted to put I'll, you on the spot. I'll get them signed. <laughs> I'll get them signed. My hand is working again, I think. It was signed the books. Right. So, so uh, the way to get your own personal copy is to call area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-958-9008. Now, Jennifer has a goal of $1,000 for this hour, and you can help her meet that goal. Jennifer, are you good at math? How many people should call in for us to achieve that? Oh, $60 into 1000 I think that's probably 20. Yeah, my arithmetic is... is uh, but we have people in the phone room, so go ahead and pick up the phone. For those outside of the area code, it's 1-800-439-5732 or 510-848-5732. And, of course, you can donate securely online at www.kpfa.org. If you have a desire to communicate with a warm body, yes, call the phone room, 510 510- Eight four eight five seven three two. 1-800-439-5732. Were you about to say something? There's one person on the line. Uh, there are three people on the line. Thank you for calling, folks. Go ahead, Jennifer. I was just about to talk about, well, you know, duel in the sun about this non-white woman. She was allowed to kill a white man and live happily ever after. What but do you mean she's non-white, Jennifer? Well, it's specific. A, isn't it damnedest thing? Mm-hmm. It, you're yeah. either white or you're non-white. Area code 510 <laughs> 548 <laughs> Or 1-800-439-5732. There are two people on the line right now. We only need 10 more people to call. We got well, actually, there aren't 10 people in the phone room, but you get it. 1-800-439-5732 or 510-848-5732. Good girl. Jennifer Jones couldn't be, no, couldn't be anybody whiter than Jennifer Jones, but she's playing, she's playing a uh, Pearl Chavez, she's supposed to be half Native American. You remember her mother? Hey, her mother she, does that dance. Hey, wasn't uh, she being uh, Chinese at one point, too? Oh, God, that was really awful. What was that? You love, is like, a, love is a many I love that thing. song. Oh. I, I love the music anyway. Okay. So okay. We read all about In Mind Over Media right. for a donation of $60. Behind the scenes, as Jennifer knows it, area code 510-848-5732. Or 1-800. I remember we go around. K-K-P-F-A. Two people on the line. Why don't you be the next one? Go ahead. Oh, was her line was, I am Eurasian. We go around to school saying that. I love that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, Jennifer Jones, uh, she uh, only died a year or so ago. But, you see, what I'm talking about is this confusion in the minds of young women. uh, Because they go to this movie. And here is Pearl Chavez. Uh, actually, now she in the movie they had to kill her. In the book, she gets to shoot the bad white guy and live happily ever after with another guy. But and wasn't she married to Norton Simon? No, I don't. 
No, who that she was Jennifer? married to everybody What's at one her time name? or another. Jennifer. She was a Selznick. She married Selznick. I think she was married to Norton Simon. I that don't. rich guy from Southern California. Could, but if you want to know more be. about this whole Jennifer thing, yeah. <laughs> donate sixty dollars to KPFA. Help us help us achieve our goals, yes. Jennifer. For this hour, you can show her some love by calling area code five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. You know Jennifer's an icon. I know. So you have to get more yeah. at least two copies of this book. Donate one to your church, to your uh, local library to your social organization to your senior center it's very wonderful book and and jennifer it's going to be signed so it's going to be worth something on ebay someday (laughs) i don't know when icon like the the flat iron building or something no the best one in that movie was lillian gish does everybody remember lillian gish now there she had a sister named dorothy let me give him the number 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. Demonstrate your support of Jennifer being on the air at this particular time, cover to cover, which is a labor of love for her. And you can uh, demonstrate that, as I said, by donating right now during this time period, helping us reach our hourly goal here by calling 1-800-439-5732 or 510-848-5732. There's one person on the line, Jennifer. Yay! Thank That's you. Somebody, let us hope. Let us hope, actually. <laughs> Mind, Mind Over Media is the sort of book that, uh, I, I'm never quite sure. You know, it's my effort, my effort to try to explain us to ourselves. And the other day I was talking to a kid and the kid looked to me like, um, oh, half the characters on television, you know, and I thought they're, they're stamped. It's like they're imprinted with those characters on uh, Friends. Okay, you know? Jennifer. It's the hair, the way they toss the hair. Absolutely, there. that's what they do. It's, yeah, they it, maybe it's a nervous condition. Yeah, they have, have important hair. <laughs> we have three people on the line now. Thank you for calling. Can we get two more people at least? Please. Uh, we have four more, four minutes left, a little bit left, for you to call. A little bit less than four minutes is what I meant to say. Okay. 510-848-5732. Mind over oh, media. It's more important than ever for you to have this book. Yes, we got to Okay, because we are yeah. inundated with media now. And Jennifer shows you how to think about what you think, <laughs> what you think you're seeing. <laughs> so call Eric. <laughs> Area code 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. You know what? You can get, they can get three copies because Christmas and Hanukkah are coming up and also uh, Kwanzaa. Really wonderful gift. It's a nice, gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's nice to have something in your hand. I, I know that, you know, most people would rather have the cassettes. But no, what have I got here? I deconstruct Akira Kurosawa. And then we've got all the greats. Um, Fellini, uh, Woody Allen. No matter what you think about Woody Allen, he happens to be probably Creative, our yes. most important film. Exactly. 510-848-5732. There are four people on the line. I think we can have two more. I'm optimistic about this, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. 1-800-439-5732. We don't forget about our folks north and south. No. 510 is not the only important area code. What's important here is your commitment to supporting KPFA mm-hmm. and showing, demonstrating your deep love for Jennifer, who more than deserves it, uh, because she gets up 
and comes on out here no matter how she's feeling usually to do her thing here to keep you entertained and I know that because you're tuned in right now listening so we just have like a minute or so left for you to pick up the phone and call 510-848-5732 we're serious Jennifer yeah, we we're, got the essays. we're not playing we got Orson Welles we got mm-hmm. D.W. Griffith we got uh, all of them in the house lesbian liberation we got all this stuff on the children's um, children's films and then sexual politics in the Stone Age and then all the stuff about the image of women. And if you've wondered how le- how uh, Jennifer felt about lesbians, you definitely got to get this book. Eros, Five, ten, yeah, eight, Eros four, eight, in Chains. Five, seven, three, two. Lock them down. Mm-hmm. Stop that, Jennifer. I'm trying to help Lock you. Lock them down. 1-800-439-5732. <laughs> Even Warren Beatty, you know, mm-hmm. he made a movie about communists and by golly, you know, he managed to get it out there. Reds, it was called Reds. Did he? Yes, I saw it. It was the most boring movie. It must have gone on for two hours. You didn't like Reds? Mm-mm, I did not. I think I probably fell asleep. But he tried. He said he was trying to make a popular movie about okay. an unpopular So stuff, what's up know? for grabs is Mind Over Media. $60 contribution autographed by the very your very own Jennifer Stone. Thank you. She kindly. promises. Erica five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. And uh, Jennifer, we'll be back on the air. Uh, not next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, something very special. But I will see some of you at the KPFA Holiday Crafts Fair this weekend, Saturday and Sunday in San Francisco. I hope to see you over there. And we can argue about uh, right and wrong <laughs> and left and right. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadow.